Welcome back to the Line Podcast. My name is Aaron Alexander. For newcomers to this program, it is typically a place that we bring together the world's leading experts on all things health and wellness to help y'all optimize your mind, body, and movement. Today is a solo episode uh, where I'm going to discuss my diet. This is typically a subject that I stay the heck out of because I think that dietary dogmas are much like religious dogmas and there can be holy wars fought over them. And so I typically try to just respectfully bow out and uh, respect people's decisions on what they want to put into their face. Um, But I get enough questions on social media um, at Instagram or at Align Podcast. So feel free to reach out, send questions, comments. And there is a good chance we will end up discussing these questions, comments, or ideas in these solo episodes. So I really appreciate y'all's feedback. Uh, Thanks so much for leaving reviews on this podcast. Thanks for leaving reviews on the new book, The Aligned Method. Um, It's been been great. It's been a number one bestseller on Amazon, and uh, people have been really digging that. So thank you guys so much for grabbing that Align Method. Uh, on there, there's also free video guides, so you can go to thealignbook.com and start those guys. And uh, yeah, continue this journey into self-care, functional movement, lifestyle, uh, all the things broken down in that book. And also thank you guys for subscribing to this podcast so you get weekly updates. We are releasing two episodes a week now, so solo episode and the interviews. And here we go. Diet. So I, I'm just going to break down what the heck I eat in the day. Typically, it varies depending upon location in the world. Uh, it varies depending upon people that I'm with, um, mood, uh, activity level, uh, which is why, for those reasons, it's very challenging to put a specific dietary dogma into one package and say everyone needs to do this because I think it is variable depending upon all of those factors. Uh, but for me, I live in Santa Monica, California, Southern California, and um, I live near the beach. I get ample amounts of sun, which I would consider to be a form of nutrition. I would also consider touch and community and purpose to be a form of nutrition as well. Uh, But that's a different story. Morning time, I fast and uh, I will not typically eat much of anything beyond tea uh, of various sorts. Sometimes I'll do different like mushroom teas or reishi or cordyceps or lion's mane or something of the sort uh, or coffee. And uh, yeah, I will not break the fast until typically after I get some form of movement or activity in. Uh, there's various reasons for this. One, I just find it to be better for cognitive function. I feel more clear without a big bolus of food in my belly in the morning. And um, it is also helpful with burning fat if that's something that you care about. So I'll stick with that. Usually go to the gym, get some fitness in, in the AM. Uh, the first thing that I do upon waking up, which is in the aligned morning in the online program, also the book, is get sun. So I will go out and literally look at that absorption of sunlight as being a form of uh, nutrition. You're bathing in sun. You're absorbing that, that light. Uh, that sets your circadian rhythm. It sets your body to produce the various neurochemistry that makes you feel good and uplifted. Uh, and just, it sets you right. So that's the first thing that I will eat is the sun first thing in the morning. And then um, get my fitness in, do all the things. And then I usually have the first breakfast meal around like anywhere between 11 to 12:30 or so and what that will look like is low-ish on a lot of carbs uh, if i am eating carbs it will be for the most part either from you know, whole food uh, so i avoid most forms of processed sugar uh, pretty much all forms of processed sugar for that matter 
and uh, I'll usually do like a big salad with just a wide variety of different colors. So that's a big thing. We're getting various different nutrients by just being exploratory with our eating. You know, so I'll go to a, say I'll go to a salad bar, or just buy a bunch of vegetables from a grocery store and just be diverse with grabbing all the different random veggies that I possibly can, put them into one big old honkin' bowl and typically either like steam or saute or just eat out or get a salad bar quite often from a fancy pretentious grocery store in Venice uh, where they just really give a dang about using quality oils and organic food and all that stuff. Um, I will be quite adamant about eating organic whenever possible. There are certain foods that I would recommend especially avoiding. Uh, you can look up now. It's called the Dirty Dozen List. So there's various different foods that you really want to avoid if they're not organic and they're sprayed by pesticides and such. Um, typically, it's like things like apples and berries and things where they're directly spraying them on the skin and then you're just eating that stuff, which is just not what you want to do. I would recommend thinking about your nutrition as more of what you don't eat uh, and just play with that idea. Um, I think that our bodies are very adaptable and we are able to adapt to, depending upon who you are, where you're at, uh, eating more fruit or eating more meat or eating you know, less food, fasting. It all depends on the various variables in your specific situation. Uh, but what is consistent is our bodies do not like what I would consider to be uh, bullshit. So we don't love hydrogenated oil. Um, I would avoid canola oils and um, safflower oils. And most, for the most part, the oils that I would recommend using would be like in the realm of uh, coconut, avocado, olive. Let's take those to those guys. Um, so that would be a starting point. Pay attention to the oils and also avoid processed sugars. Try to avoid processed food in general. If a food does not go bad when you sit it out, a general rule is you could, if you put your food out in a field and just let it sit for a while, if it doesn't start to grow into something, it's probably not going to be very highly bioavailable for your own digestive tract. So uh, you want your food to uh, mold. You want your food to be a living, vibrating entity that you're putting into your body. So it's almost like you can think of like a runner passing a baton. You want both runners to be moving in order to, to uh, have a clean pass. You want your food to be alive in order to be able to have that clean pass into assimilating into energy for you to use. So if you put a dead block of food into your body, um, such as pasteurized milk, for example, where you're killing a lot of those active enzymes, um, or just, you know, whatever, any kind of processed, cakey um, type boxed food that's you can put in your cabinet and it will sit there for months on end and be totally fine. Any kind of candy bars or whatever. Uh, all that stuff, it takes your own life force, which is kind of a fluff, fluffy word, uh, but it takes energy in order to make that be bioavailable. So I'd avoid foods like that because then if you're taking energy to make the food bioavailable, essentially it's like you're, you're losing money on that transaction. It's like a, it's like a bad deal. So uh, that would be a thing. Uh, pay attention to your oils. Get rid of as much processed stuff as possible. If it doesn't grow in a field, it's probably not food. What else is relevant? Uh, I will more often than not uh, skip lunch as well. So I kind of essentially just do like a brunch and a dinner. Uh, so that's very common with many people. I, I learned this originally in a conversation with Wim Hof, like probably four years ago, we were talking about his eating habits. 
at that point, I was like personal trainer or whatever, telling people they need to, as a little, little longer than that actually, but telling people they need to regularly be stoking the metabolic fire by eating meals consistently. Fasting is really good for your body. And uh, again, depends on who you are, what, what your state is. Uh, I would recommend listening to me in my conversation with Dr. Will Cole, referring back to that about fasting. But having intermittent fasting throughout the day gives your body an opportunity to process the energy that it already has. Uh, it also will induce a thing called cellular apoptosis, which is essentially like cellular suicide for cells that maybe are not quite so strong. And it's valuable stuff. Uh, it's also helpful, again, cognitive function, get your body burning ketones and all those things, which again, I think that the whole ketosis dietary dogma that presently is very popular, I'm sure that it will kind of fade away into something else that's very popular. And you'll see that new word on all of the protein bars and supplements and such in the grocery store. Right now it's keto, keto, keto. Uh, that will transition just like anything. Uh, Atkins was a thing and eating more fruit is a th was a thing. Eating less fat was a thing. We are continually changing. The only thing that we know for sure is that we don't know what the hell we're talking about right now. And uh, if you look at any of the historical trends of nutrition, they transition and they evolve and then they come back to that same thing we were talking about 15 years ago. So because of that reasoning, um, I typically tend to just respect the various different dietary dogmas. If it feels good for you, then that's great. If it doesn't, then uh, I recommend changing that up. The way that you find out what feels good for you is through taking foods out of your diet so that you can exclusion was the word i'm looking for uh an exclusion diet so taking out try taking out white rice for a while see how you feel take out dairy for a while take out cheese for a while take out um meat for a while take out maybe even try taking vegetables out i just did a, a conversation with dr dr paul carnivore guy and uh, he eats only meat he eats only but he goes beyond just eating like the typical muscle belly meats that we commonly eat he eats the brains he eats the organs he eats the eyeballs he eats all the stuff and he feels as though plant foods, plant matter is essentially poisonous because it's defending itself. So you can listen to that conversation. We'll release that in the next probably three weeks or so. A couple final things would be nuts. Uh, I typically avoid most peanut butters. There's been issues with mold and things of the sort with that. So I typically just veer away from that. Uh, instead, I will go for sprouted nuts of any sort uh, in the realm of Almonds would be one. Uh, walnuts. Uh, um, what are those things called? Brazil nuts are nice for a little testosterone boost. And uh, yeah, I try not to overdo nuts. Most foods, if you look at the way that we would naturally consume them in nature, uh, it would take time to open up. I've actually done this in, in Brazil. I've uh, gotten Brazil nuts in Brazil. It's great. And it takes a minute to get those things out of the shell. And they're so darn delicious when you do. It's like literally like you're eating like butter. Uh, so I would slow down on nut consumption and when you can get the sprouted version because again, it's more bioavailable, helpful for breaking down. Eat seasonally whenever possible. Uh, that would be, that will clear up a lot of dietary conditions um, and dogmas and all that stuff. I think if you just focus on what is seasonal in your area, go to your farmer's market, literally ask the farmer, say, hey, what should I be eating right now? And it's just going to be what they have. Um, but I think that's a great way to cycle out various different nutrients that you may or may not be getting. If you just follow the seasons, body knows what to do. Uh, it's also a great way to support farmers. If you're supporting local farmers, you're supporting yourself uh, and the community, which is you. So what is good for your community is also good for you. So I'd recommend that investing the extra money on a farmer's market instead of like a Walmart 
vegetarian. I feel fine when I'm eat vegetarian. I've done a Vipassana meditation, which is a 10 day thing where it's only vegetarian food. I just finished an acro yoga teacher training where I was very active and I was just eating vegetarian food, but I was eating a variety of all sorts of stuff. And I was beating beans and rice. I typically veer more towards white rice, uh, more back to Stephen Gundry, plant paradox stuff, uh, that, that shell uh, around wrapping the rice. People have been breaking that thing off for ever uh, all around the world. And then we got the idea that you're supposed to eat that in the last, I guess, when was that? Maybe 10 years ago or so, maybe a little longer than that. All the trainers and men's health and fitness and all that stuff was saying you gotta, anything that's white is gonna kill you. Uh, I think, again, that's like an example of those trends that come and go. Uh, so I recommend listening to your own intuition with food and don't just trust something that you read in some book. Gather the information you get from a book, uh, try it, see how it makes you feel individually. And I recommend trying all the things and find out what feels best for you and uh, don't get influenced by other people, including this conversation. I'm just a dude, Santa Monica, that does interviews with people. And, um, you know, if you meet someone that seems like they have lots of energy and they seem very bright in the eyes and their, their skin is supple and their complexion is good and uh, they're someone that you respect, that would be the person that I would suggest asking questions to. And uh, from there, uh, follow that, see how it feels. Just because someone wrote something in a book doesn't mean that it is accurate uh, to everyone. It might be accurate to the person that wrote it, but it's very well may not be accurate to you. So that would be my, my big thing is just hang around people that are inspiring. Jim Rohn quote, you become the product of the five people you spend the most time with. So hang around healthy looking people and ask them questions. And Side note, just by hanging around those healthy people, you will be exchanging, you'll be breathing each other's microbiomes in, uh, which will actually literally make you start to become more like that person, which is very fascinating. Dinner time, again, more veggie stuff. I will, uh, I'm kind of like pescatarian-ish when I do eat meat. Uh, it's, I'm kind of like an opportunist with it. And so if someone's serving me, then I'm open to it for sure. And uh, just to be respectful, and I do, I do personally find value in it presently, um, but I will try my dangdest to go for the more obscure parts of animals. So I'm down with organs, I'm down with skin, I'm down with all that stuff, much more than just eating muscle bellies, uh, because you have this whole diverse panel of nutrients from eating all those less commonly consumed parts of animals. Another interesting thing is the way that you are... Uh, cooking your food is valuable. So there's certain foods, say potatoes or kale or broccoli or cauliflower, uh, that steaming is going to be very helpful. Maybe certain like beans and lentils, pressure cooking can be helpful to remove some of those lectins and those various inflammatory compounds. It's essentially like the plant's defense mechanism. Uh, so that's a helpful thing as well, paying attention to how you are cooking the food that you're eating. Pay attention to not eating too late. So have your last meal, ideally around like sunset time or so, and uh, at least a few hours before going to bed. So again, you don't have a big old honking bowl of food in your belly while you're trying to sleep. You want that blood to not be balled up in your belly, sorting out peristalsis and breaking food down. You want that to be repairing muscles, repairing brain tissue. And so it's a good idea to, to uh, avoid eating late. But a la Dr. Michael Bruce, who helped me write the Aligned Evening chapter in the Aligned Method book. Uh, he recommends, and I'm in agreement with, having some type of, actually having some type of, of carbohydrate before bed can be helpful. 
So that could be as simple as just throwing some honey and some tea. So um, check out Dr. Michael Bruce. We'll have an episode with him coming up. And the big thing that I would recommend is excluding the bullshit. So processed stuff, avoid that as much as can. Um, avoid the sugary things, any kind of artificial chemical sweeteners, stuff like that, colors. Be, if you don't understand what a thing is, oftentimes it's a decent indication that maybe try to find something with less ingredients in the back. You know, if you see a thing that's got 200 ingredients, it might be wise to try to find something that was like less than 10. And I think that's enough. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, if you have any more questions about nutrition, um, reach out at Align Podcast on Instagram. Jump on the newsletter, and we will be putting out weekly newsletters going out of bullet points from the podcasts and uh, more little tidbits of info that you can chew on throughout the week, no pun intended. And um, yeah, thank you guys so much. Thanks so much for tuning into the Align Method Online program. People have been really loving that thing. Comes along with the uh, Align Band, Heavy Duty Resistance Band with a door anchor, online program on how to use the band itself. And if you have forward rolled shoulders or kind of forward rolled spine or forward head posture, or you feel sluggish, you feel kind of uh, brain foggy, you feel all of those things, maybe anxious even, all of those are physical conditions as well as mental, emotional, nutritional, all that's all tied together. So that's what the Align Method online program gets into as well as the Align Method book. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy your life and bon appetit.